You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson Show Thursday edition. Yesterday, we broke down a top 12 mock draft after the big shakeup at the top of the draft. And there's three teams picking different spots now and a lot of pro days coming in, getting a lot more information about prospects. Wanted to see how things looked different at the end of March versus what we had seen earlier on in the process. And Matt and I had both done a mock draft and we had so much fun. We went through the top 13 picks, actually added one extra pick in there for one of our listeners with the Chargers at 13. We thought, you know what? We went this far. We went through 13. Let's let's go through the rest of this thing and talk about the rest of the teams in the NFL. We don't want to leave anybody else out. So we're going to finish it up and do the, the 19 picks to end round one here on today's program and do 14 through 32 as we finish this round one mock draft. And I'll remind everybody what happened at the top in the first 13 picks of our mock yesterday and happy happy april 1st this is not an april fool's episode. if anybody out there is wondering what's going on if we're doing something weird no we're not it's just a normal episode out there we didn't we didn't come up with anything good for april fools at speedy peacock on twitter at williamson nfl is where you can find us and feel free to continue to drop us questions and topics for our tuesday mailbag episodes or for other topics to just filter in throughout our week and throughout draft season here and we're going to get deeper into rankings as well probably tomorrow and there's a ton of pro days and and stuff like that to cover but we're going to finish up our round one mock draft today where we're going back and forth i'm the odds matt's the evens and that's how we've been doing things matt's on the clock at pick 14 with the minnesota vikings right now but let's run through the first 13 picks here did did you did did you have a surprise from yesterday matt when we did the first 13 picks was there something that you're like oh man okay this is actually a lot different than before not so much. And actually, I just wrote them down as you were chatting there. And I think I got them all right. And I'm sitting there thinking, that makes sense. That makes sense. Boy, that makes sense. That worked out pretty well. So not so much. And I'm going to avoid the quarterback conversation. I mean, you and I have talked a lot about what San Fran will do versus what we want them to do. You in particular, that's your team. But that's not a surprise. That's not a shock. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but I think Denver ended up with Mac Jones, right? The way that we did it. Pretty sure. Yes. Mac Jones was, sorry, I was muted there. Uh, oh, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mac Jones was on the board for them at nine. They didn't have to move up or anything. He, I don't even like saying he fell to them. I just felt like that was the earliest possible spot. I could really feel good about just plugging yeah. Mac Jones in there at pick nine and they didn't have to give up any extra draft capital to get him there. Who knows? A lot of the talking heads are saying he's going to go a lot higher than that. It's still hard for me to put him in the top eight, especially since we had Carolina moving up. So let's just go through it here. One through 13 to remind everybody what those picks look like. And if you don't want them spoiled for you and you want to hear that episode, it's definitely worth a listen. Go back and listen to that first. If you want, before you come back to this one and and we finish the first round, not surprising at the top. It was the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence, number one, Zach Wilson to the Jets, number two. Obviously, the big difference here is the 49ers are picking three, but we'd all, I think both of us had trade-ups into the top three or four picks in our mock drafts because you know this was kind of like, um, Miami's probably not going to take a quarterback. Someone's going to trade up somewhere here. And it turned out it was the 49ers, and they did it a month before the draft. So I had them taking Justin Fields as I was the odds there. Matt, you're still you're still uh, thinking that you're believing the smoke when it comes to Mac Jones there for the Niners. I am. I don't approve of it. I would not put my stamp of approval on it at all. 
But I think that's kind of what Shanahan wants. And I, I forget who described it this way, but that Shanahan wants to play quarterback from the sideline and he just kind of wants a joystick in, in the back, in the, mm-hmm. you know, taking snaps to, to fill, facilitate, facilitate things, which is great when your play call works. And Shanahan's play calls work more than most. But if your left guard can't block Aaron Donald, you need to be able to improvise. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think they're going up for firepower and swinging for the fences, but I, I, I don't so. fault anybody for looking at Shanahan's history and saying, well, Mac Jones is the closest to that. Like, it is. That's that's correct. So I understand why that would be the thought around the league. I'm just not buying I, it. I don't want to harp on this too much because we talk about it a ton and yeah. we're going to continue to harp <laughs> about it. The beauty is you can get it done with Cousins and Jones and even Ryan but what if you have Rodgers? <laughs> then and, you win the MVP and you win 13 games, right. you know? And we've seen what that looks like now with that right, offense right. and a superstar quarterback. And we saw the best quarterback he's had in his career was uh, Matt Ryan in 2016. And I don't think even Mac Jones is on that level. But kudos no. to the 49ers for just owning the, the news cycle in the NFL for the next month, too. Right? Like That's <laughs> good for that's you. Got uh, some yeah. value. Uh, Kyle Pitts goes to the Atlanta Falcons, the first non-quarterback off the board at four. Carolina Panthers moving up at five to take Trey Lance. Miami Dolphins at six, Jamar Chase, Penny Sewell to the Lions at seven. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals now at pick eight after moving down. Go with Devontae Smith, Mac Jones to Denver at nine, Patrick Sertan to the Dallas Cowboys at 10. Sean Slater, offensive lineman to the New York Giants at 11, Jalen Waddell to Philly, who are now picking at 12, and J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina to the Chargers at pick 13. That means you are on the clock, Matt, at 14 with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I got the Vikes, and there's a couple options here. I, I mean, I think I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker, and we talked about him to end the show maybe as a uh, Chargers target if, if a couple guys don't fall through. And then you mentioned Horn, which I thought was the, the right move. That was a good call by you for sure. I'm sitting here thinking if I'm the Vikes, and my offense was quite good last year, and my defense was quite bad, and I could have my pick of edge rushers. That's kind of appealing to me. And personally, you know, Matt Williamson's favorite edge rusher is Jalen Phillips. You never see him mock this early. That doesn't bother me. But I'm going to go with Vera Tucker. Their guards are so bad. I mean, they're really one of the worst group of guards in the league. And maybe at some point he's going to be a tackle for me. I'm going that direction and going to try to get defense the rest of the way from there. Matt, do you remember about a month ago when I did my first mock draft? Do you remember how you crushed the one? The one pick you crushed in my mock was Vera Tucker to the Minnesota really? Vikings at 14. Oh, what do I know? No, that. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think, well, one of the things is Vera Tucker, short arms. I think he's, yes. I think he's going to be a guard. Um, and as long as you're okay with that, that's fine. And it might be worth pick 14, right? Uh, but I think that's what he probably is, is a guard. And he looks like he's going to be a very good one. And so. Uh, that's sort of the thing that I think teams are going to have to figure out right now is uh, Slater. And look, it's like an inch, and I hate being that guy. And it's like, oh, Slater's arm length is one inch longer than Vera Tucker's. But it's a big difference between 32 and 33. So uh, I really feel like Slater is going to get tried out as a tackle. He might end up being a, uh, an interior player as well. But Vera Tucker, I think, is going to go into the league as a guard and stick there and be a darn good one. I agree with you. Uh, the nice thing about them, though, is it, throughout their careers – Things are going to change. You know, they may end up doing multiple positions throughout their careers. And uh, that's the same with Jonah Williams, even. I and mean, if they end up with Penny Sewell, hey, Jonah, you're a guard now. Okay. You know, you were fine at left tackle. 
So that, that that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you're right. I think I'm kind of drafting him as a guard first in this particular situation for the Vikes. New England Patriots, I am selecting for them at pick 15. We're going to come back to that selection because uh, we're, we're long-winded to open this thing up and then, then okay. we'll run through all these Give picks and hopefully, hopefully we'll finish up round one on today's podcast and we'll jam you through some of these picks. New England Patriots, pick 15, are on the clock next. I really love when things are made easy for me like they are at rockauto.com because I like to be a do-it-yourselfer with a lot of things in life, not the greatest when it comes to cars. It's amazing because you can find everything you need so easily. It's a no-nonsense website at rockauto.com. Find exactly what you need. Know that the prices are going to be low, and they always reliably are. Was it a rough winter on your vehicle? You need some new wiper blades. You need uh, a new tail lamp. You need new tires. Whatever you need. Jumper cables. Big parts. Small parts. Engine control modules. Whatever those are. They have them at rockauto.com for your specific car or truck. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com The championship is set, and it's a chunky matchup. Coconut, brownie, chunk versus... Cookie dough chunk, built bar bracket coming to a culmination here. What flavor will come out on top? Coconut brownie chunk or cookie dough chunk? Go to builtbar.com and vote for the winner. You can also get 15% off a box of built bars. Those flavors or any of the 18 plus flavors that built bar offers at builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. The amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, fantastically tasty protein bar with 100% chocolate. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Vote for the best flavor of Built Bar and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Matt selecting Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman from USC, at pick 14 to the Minnesota Vikings. And New England Patriots on the clock at pick 15. Only two defensive players have been drafted so far in the top half of the first round. Like that's that doesn't happen. This is an odd draft class, right? There's not that stud edge rusher. A couple corners going uh, at pick 10 and 13. And that's it. Quarterbacks, three offensive linemen and four pass catchers, right? I mean, that that's crazy. This doesn't happen in the NFL draft. When are defensive players going to start going? And I think at some point teams are going to be, and maybe even surprise us in the top 10 where some of these defensive linemen go and, and somebody likes one player a lot more than everybody else. I think, and I agree with you, you mentioned his name a little bit ago, Jalen Phillips from Miami. He's no doubt the top edge rusher in this class with what I'm he glad is. you feel that way. And his, I really do too. And, and like they're, they were all very tight. And I think just seeing him work out and going back and watching him play again. And I think Quiddy pays up there. I like Gregory Rousseau, not maybe not that first step quickness, that explosiveness that you want in the top half of the first round in an edge rusher, even though he has the length. Jalen Phillips has all of it. He's got the bendability, that flexibility to get around the corner shows some speed to power. I think he could be better there. Um, six five two sixty, super productive. The film was great, 
His only problem, and the reason he's probably not going to go higher than this, is because he had concussion problems and teams are going to have to do a deep medical on him. And it's the reason he ended up at Miami instead of USC. And uh, people thought he was going to retire and he might have actually kind of retired at at first and then came back and, and transferred and played for Miami and was awesome. So physically, he's the best edge in this class. I had New England going with an edge rusher. Last time I did a mock draft, I think it was Quiddy Pay. I'm going to change it up because I think the best prospect, they've got to be okay with the medical. The best prospect is Jalen Phillips. That's why I have going to the Patriots at 15. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, I would have considered Micah Parsons there as kind of a high tower air, you know, mm-hmm. the, the big linebacker type. They could go a lot of directions, of course. Um, I'm fine with it. I mean, they have had some edge guys brought back Van Noy. And if, uh, what's his face, Judon, but rarely do they get a chance to add certainly the top edge in the class. You know, that's one of the reasons why they're so built on coverage more than pass rush. So if you give them a pass rusher, you know, that's something that they're not accustomed to that he could take a lot of advantage of. And I do want to say that we had kind of kicked around the idea of maybe the Patriots would really love Mac Jones and want to go up and get the fifth quarterback in this Mm -hmm. class. And I think that pick seven with the Detroit Lions would have been a good one. And looking at how this fell, I think the Lions would have been okay moving down and getting someone like Parsons still at 15, right? So yeah, depending on what the cost is, and we've seen a really different offseason for the Patriots so far this year. They're setting themselves up with all the free agents to be able to spend a few extra picks and go up in the draft. That's a possibility. If that happened in this draft, Mac Jones went seven, then I think maybe Parsons to Detroit is a pretty nice fit or even one of the edge rushers and go in defense He's going with some of those uh, knee biters. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, they, they need so many things trading down for Detroit would make a lot of sense. All of a sudden the Patriots don't need so many things trading up for Jones or whoever the, maybe the last quarterback available makes a ton of sense. You don't have to go too far. I like that marriage though. The Patriot lion connection for a trade uh, that puts me on the board with Arizona here. Right. Yes, Arizona Cardinals at pick 16. I don't like it. I I really think Mm -hmm. Arizona is one of the teams that's hurt most by the Caleb Farley injury situation right now. Absolutely. Because, I mean, most people have J.C. Horn mocked here. He already went in our draft. I think he's now unlikely to get to Arizona at 16. I'm not going to take Farley. I mean, it's hard for me to comment. I'm not a doctor, but it sounds like he's a borderline round one guy now. And I need somebody that can play for me immediately at corner. It seems a little early for Newsom. So I'm going to go with Micah Parsons. I mean, he's a defensive help. We have already helped the front line and free agency. Uh, Isaiah Simmons and Parsons are much different, but that gives me a lot of versatility and athleticism in the middle of my defense. Would have preferred to go corner, though. Micah Parsons, the package he is with his size, I think it was 6'2", 240. Two was his weight at four three nine at his pro day. Even if you're adjusting that yeah. to four four five, I mean, freakishly athletic. He's big. He can fly around. We haven't seen him recently play, which is tough for some of those prospects. But at this point in the draft, you're going best player available. You're taking the best possible dude that could become the best player. Uh, yeah, I mean, at some point you go BPA. Maybe it's not the perfect need. But I think everybody could need a stud linebacker that has that kind of range and that kind of athleticism, right? So uh, there's some off-field stuff, too. There was like that hazing thing at, at Penn State. So, again, you get into the point of the draft where, okay, is it, are they just, you know, is the arms too short? Is the, you know, is there this character thing? You got to figure out uh, something that happened four years ago in college. 
uh, is he, yeah, maybe a tick slower than you want. And so, you know, maybe some injury history. That's where we get into this conversation with some of these picks where stud prospect all day long, you see him mocked in the top 10. And there's, there's just the one thing that's enough to keep him a little bit out of the top 10, but they're too good to pass on here. And I think that's exactly what Parsons is. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it, where I sit in my basement here on Thursday afternoon, it's hard for me to comment on his character and whatnot. But boy, on the field, he would give any defense a major jolt. The Las Vegas Raiders are now on the clock for me at pick 17. Oh, this is a tough one for me. There's a there's so many edge rushers here. Who did they sign? They just signed somebody on a two-year deal. I don't uh, know. Ndokwe. Ngakwe. They signed Ngakwe. So they got, you know, a, a fast guy, they got a long guy, they got a strong guy at defensive end. So that's off the board for them. Were they setting up for something specific in the draft here? They've got two quarterbacks. I don't think they're going to mess with any of that. There's no quarterback worth taking here. Uh, they've got some young wide receivers. They did lose one. Uh, this is just really tough. And looking at the best players available, they're putting resources in the defensive line. Could they go defensive tackle? Could they go offensive line? And offensive line is probably where they've lost the most in free agency. I'm looking around at the best offensive lineman here. I think Vera Tucker. I think they could be looking at interior guys. I think they could be looking at tackles. But really, I think far and away, the best offensive lineman on the board right now is Christian Darasaw out of Virginia Tech. So I'm just going to go with the best offensive lineman for a team that had one of the better offensive lines in the league, and it kind of dissipated very quickly this offseason. So I'm going to go Darasaw, Virginia Tech, 17 to the Raiders. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, all of a sudden they made a strength, a weakness. Um, Darasaw would move to the right side, but that's fine. I'm sure he can get that done. Colton Miller's been extended. Um, the line, I think, is something that they're going to regret taking, taking the offseason approach that they did. So it's time to reinforce it. There are some defensive options there, and really they could use anything on defense. I don't know that any needs are completely filled on the Raiders' defense, but get back to what you, has been a strength for you. Darisaw fits in well. So I've got Miami, eh? Yes, the Miami Dolphins at 18, their second selection now in round one. I think I'm going to go with a vert. Remember, this is a Patriots-like defensive system that likes versatility, likes guys that can do a lot for you. I think I'm going to go with JOK out of Notre Dame and just give me some safety linebacker hybrid, you know, play man coverage on running backs and tight ends maybe. Figure out what to do with them. We got a lot of picks. We already helped the offense. Give me a, a speed ball in the middle of the defense for Miami. I like that. I have a. He's probably the hardest player to place in the he first really round, but he's obviously a first round player. Is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? He can rush the passer a little bit. I think his best comp is probably Jamal Adams, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. I, but instead of having an S next to his name, he's going to have an LB next to his name, I think, on the depth chart with the way he's going to play. So maybe, you know, weak side linebacker, strong side linebacker that can cover and do a lot of things and go blitz after the quarterback off the edge. So um, he can do so much for a team. And I think this day and age of positionless football, I think he's coming at a perfect time. Who's going to see that and who's going to buck trends with traditional, you know, we just saw where Parsons went. Could Coromoa go ahead of Parsons even for some teams? And it's possible, but um, Mm -hmm. I I really have no problem with almost anywhere Owusu Koromoa could go in the first round, and I actually like the fit now that you talked about it a little bit with the uh, with the Dolphins here at 18. Yeah, he is a tough one. Every time I've done a mock, I've always been like, 
boy, he shouldn't still be there at 26. He's too good, but there's not always an a, a easy landing spot for him. Washington, pick 19 on the clock in this Williamson-Peacock. Is it a versus or is it a tag team mock draft? With free agency underway, I wonder how that will change the odds for the next Super Bowl champion. And you can find those odds at betonline.ag. NFL draft props, college football futures as well. NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball obviously will be huge all summer long. But March Madness, I mean, we are in the thick of it. March Madness is happening right now. College basketball rules sports world and the betting world. And it is so much fun. Not only sports, but poker, table games, awards shows, TV shows, reality television, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Go to betonline.ag, use your mobile device or your computer, sign up today, receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on for 50% off welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You know what? Linebacker could have been a, one of the picks here for me at 19 now with Washington. Um, there's no quarterback that I'm going to take at this point. Probably would have some conversations with some teams moving up. The cost might be a little much. Um, there's, you know, teams might not want to get out of that level of elite prospects. We just talked about there's a little bit of a, a red flag or a ding on most of the prospects we're looking at now. Uh, the best player available might be a defensive end. Probably. Yeah. I can't go there. I think I'm looking, yeah, not... I'm looking at Trevon Morig, maybe go with safety. 19 feels a little bit early for the safety out of TCU, even though I like him a lot. The more I, I look at him, he could play near the line of scrimmage. He can play in deep coverage. I think I'm going to go to the offensive line, though, for whatever quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick or uh, somebody in-house, somebody next year that they end up drafting. Uh, I'm going to go offensive tackle here. This might be a little high, but I'm actually going to go Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. And by the way, right as we hit record, I saw that he put up 36 reps of the bench press. He's a power player, so that's not super surprising. Um, I don't know if the fit is perfect, but I'm going to go offensive line and Tevin Jenkins, not because of the bench press. I just happened to see that and just throwing that out there because it's pro day season. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State to Washington at 19. That's twice in a row now you've sniped the guy I was about to take. I, I didn't mention it, but at Miami, I was going to grab Derisaw. Uh For the Bears here at 20, I was going to grab Jenkins. And there's some other tackles here I like, but I thought Jenkins kind of stood alone. I'm not much of a Mayfield guy. I don't think any of these weapons are quite worth taking here. You know, could uh, Tony and all these fast slot guys, Marshall, Bateman. So... Yeah, they got rid of Kyle Fuller. I'm going to take Newsom from Northwestern, yeah, although I think offense is certainly the, the direction they would prefer to go. But a, a reliable corner, I think, would go a long way keeping this defense pretty strong for the Bears. I think Newsom is probably one of those prospects that the casual fan that's following the draft might be surprised how high he goes. And yeah, I'd even I agree. be surprised that he's cornerback three in this class. And he has everything you're looking for, height, weight, speed, I think, uh, depending on which game you watch, there were some games where he was awesome. And then sometimes you're like, well, a little head scratcher. What's going on there? Which is what you're going to get in the 20s. If if there wasn't any moments that he wasn't shutting people down, he might even be a, a top 10 guy and be contending with Sertan and um, and J.C. Horn because he's got that kind of length, athleticism, yeah. really checks a lot of boxes there. Love this pick, actually, for the Bears and, and think the value's fine there at pick 20. 21 is an odd team, the Indianapolis Colts. I thought they were going to do more in free agency. I feel like they were sort of 
the runner-up to a lot of free agents. The the Chiefs and the Colts both. Two good teams, two playoff teams that um, the Chiefs didn't have money but still were going after everybody and came in second to everybody except for Joe Tooney. And then the Colts, it felt like were... I was like, oh, okay, this this guy's going to the Colts. That guy's going to the Colts. This guy's going to the Colts. And they didn't really land very many players. They re-signed T.Y. Hilton, which was nice. But on the free agent market, I thought they were going to do more. As far as needs go when it comes to this team, uh, it's very difficult for me to, yeah. to just place one player there, offensive tackle again. And I remember when I did my first mock, every single team's like, I, mean, I could go offensive tackle here. You know? And then they start to go off the board, and you're like, well, am I going to start forcing? maybe a second round type offensive tackles to the end of round one. And we might see that uh, there's so many defensive linemen and edge players corner. I think you return the favor on a snipe move there where Newsom could actually be the pick <laughs> yeah. here. Maybe this is the place where they have an opportunity with a, a pretty veteran roster to, even if they have to stash a player, they're in it to win it long-term here. I'm going to go Caleb Farley actually. And, I like that and end the drop here and just go best athlete. And he's supposed to be ready for training camp. So they might get a guy, a star from day one. Athletically, he's as gifted or more gifted than all of these corners. Hopefully the injury history is behind him. He got his, uh, what was it? Yeah, was it a, uh, no, it was a back. Yeah, it was the back. The back Micro dissectomy, I believe, is what the, the injury was called. He's supposed to be ready for training camp. So we'll see. And maybe we'll have a stud this year. Maybe it won't be until 2022. But I'm going to end the fall for Caleb Farley here at 21. I love that there because there wasn't a left tackle. Maybe you could go edge. You know, I mean, that's something they could consider, but I bet they bring back Justin Houston when it's all said and done. And they do have a pretty stacked roster. Xavier Rhodes could hold down the fort for now, or if Farley's ready, he could play opposite Rhodes and pass Rocky Sin. I mean, certainly the best talent is on the board by far. Um, makes some sense. Yeah, I, I think they have, they have the luxury of being able to do that. As usual, Matt, we always plan to talk about more subjects than we're actually able to get to here, so we're not going to finish round one today. We'll finish that up Friday, pick 22 now, the Tennessee Titans. Matt, you're on the clock. Yeah, I mean, their pass rush was abysmal, and I'm not sure signing Bud Dupree is enough to alleviate that. They made some uh, some changes in, in the, uh, the secondary as well. The pass defense in general got a facelift. I'm leaning towards Terrence Marshall because I think that they do still need more weapons. I mean, after losing mm. some guys, but Quiddy pays available and they, their pass rush was so bad. Let's attack this thing heavily. He's another one they could probably bring along a little bit slow, but there's a lot of ability there. You would hope by all these offseason moves, all of a sudden their pass rush would now be a strength. So I'm going to go with Quiddy pay. Uh, Cody pays a fantastic selection there. And at pick 22, it's a fantastic pick. And really he has no business being on the board still. Right, right. So, you know, need, value, all of that. Love it for Tennessee. Let's finish it up today with pick 23 and finish up 24 through the end of round one Friday. New York Jets, pick 23. Easy for me for the direction this team wants to go. Robert Sala is going to be standing on tables, desks, computers. Uh, He's going to be shouting, he wants an edge player here. They want to build around a defensive line. You can't do it at pick two. Zach Wilson has to be the pick there. Pick 23. Offensive line, the only other position, maybe there could be some value at this spot if edge doesn't have it. But every mock draft I do here is going to have an edge player. Pay would have been awesome here. 
just off the board. I'm gonna go with his version of D Ford now in Aziz Ojalari to give him a little bit of juice off the edge as a pass rusher at pick 23. So part two of three of this mock draft in the books, pick 14, Minnesota Vikings select Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. 15, first pass rusher off the board, Jalen Phillips to New England. Arizona Cardinals at 16, going with Micah Parsons, linebacker. Las Vegas, Derrissaw, offensive tackle at 17. Awusu Koromoa goes 18 to the Miami Dolphins. Kevin Jenkins, Washington at 19, pick 20. The Chicago Bears select Greg Newsom. 21, Indianapolis Colts, corner Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Quiddy Pay to the Tennessee Titans at 22, a steal. And finishing up, New York Jets at pick 23, pass rusher Aziz Ojalari. Some good players still remain, Matt, with our live mock draft part three tomorrow. We don't know who the other guy is going to take here. It's a fun exercise of things have been shaken up by pro days and free agency and NFL draft trades. Pick 24. It's almost like we worked it out this way, Matt, that you'd be picking for the Steelers and I'd be picking for the 49ers. Pick 24. Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. 24 through 32 Friday right here. Peacock and Williamson.